My apologies for being late because there were some roadblocks. We did leave on time, but hey. But hey, it was great walking into such an electric atmosphere this morning. The worship, the presence of God, the energy in the room, I loved it. Chris, I want to let you know how much I appreciate you and Lyra. Uh, You are doing an amazing work and you have massive respect uh, amongst people everywhere I go and leaders I meet with. You have great leaders in this church. You are very privileged. So I just want to, I know you know that, but just encourage them and continue to honor them. Um, And we're thrilled with what God is doing amongst you as a church. Now, this morning, I'm going to speak on healing. So, could, is, have I got, I've sent a PowerPoint through. It's great. Now, before I do that, I'm, I, I'm going to ask your help. We're seeing a lot of healing happening across Wales in the last number of years. And it is quite extraordinary in comparison to what we are, have seen in past years. It's, we're not talking about it just occasionally now. We're seeing consistent healings, many churches across Wales. My daughter, who um, studied theology, is doing a PhD, and her PhD is in healing in Wales, and she's doing it through a secular university. Her tutors um, have endorsed the, the PhD, and they said this will be the first time that there has been an academic paper done on healing uh, in Wales, or healing anywhere, actually, in the UK, ever, and it will be the go-to textbook and academic research on this subject. And that is very, very important for us. So when, when a, a leader or somebody makes a claim that somebody has been healed, what the press and what the secular agencies tend to do, they want to verify it. And they will look for academic, credible research. And if they can't find anything, they will either try to dismiss it or not take it seriously. Or if they find research that undermines it, they will obviously, there's the research, you're making a claim, it's not credible. But if there is credible, academic, verified research, it supports the claims so that we can continue with a credible message and practice of healing in our nation. This is very, very important, and, uh, and it will have a... S- we all know how much academia shapes the culture and the mindsets of our nation, and we are seeking, and here we have a Christian in academia beginning to shape the culture of faith across our nation, but I need your help, and this is what I need. We need research evidence of people being healed. In other words, if you have been healed and you are in this church, would you be willing to fill out a very short questionnaire form whereby you can put down the nature of your healing? It doesn't have to be, you know, risen from the dead and I've been in a wheelchair for 10 years and now I can walk. It could be something very simple that I've suffered from osteoporosis you know, or knee pain or back pain for three months, ten years, but after prayer, it went. It could be something simple. It could be something amazing. It doesn't matter. A lot of Jesus' healing were around pain. It says he healed those in pain, he healed those who were infirm, and he healed those who had incurable diseases. He healed the whole gamut. So it doesn't matter. And I want to ask you, if you have been healed and you're in this church, would you be willing to fill out a questionnaire 
take you five minutes. Your, your name, if you put your name on it, that will, that, please put your name on it and what church you're from. But your name or, any, or your healing will not actually go into the paper. It's for research purposes. Nobody's going to knock on your door. Nobody's going to follow it up. It is, for, it is for research purposes. So the paper won't include you, but we need to have, or she needs to have the research, the evidence. So can I ask you a question? Have you experienced a significant healing or a total healing as a Christian in this church at some point? Put your hand up. Now, that's a lot of people. That's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. And that's just there's probably a few more. If you would be willing to fill out a questionnaire, Ben, come and join me, would you? Would you come and take a piece of paper from Ben, or put your hand up, right? Put your hand up just before I preach, and we'll give you something to fill out with a pen, and you can fill it out before you go and give it to Ben at the back before you leave. Would you do that? That would be a great, great help. I have no idea how important it is that we get the research on this. Otherwise, what they'll say is this, and this is what's happened. They'll say, you may claim there's healing, but either you're exaggerating, the church leaders are lying, or they're disillusioned. And that will be the outcome, and we don't want that. So it's really important if we testify, we give the glory, put our nails to them up, but you will not be followed up. Your name will not go into it. Is that okay? So put your hand up, and Ben will take you down. Thank you very much. Wonderful. And as those forms are being given out, and you can fill them out at the end of the meeting... Today, I'm going to teach you how to heal the sick, and we're going to put it into practice. And if you receive a healing this morning, would you please just take five minutes to explain what happened to you? That would be absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. Right, heal the sick. I want to say one thing simply to you as the church of Jesus Christ and followers of Jesus. The healing ministry is not for special people. It's not for people who are called into full-time ministry. It is for every single believer. You can heal the sick. And the encouraging thing that is happening across Wales at this moment in time is the vast majority of healing stories that we are hearing about are not from people who ordained or in the ministry or pastors, but it is from the congregational members who are sharing their faith and praying for their work colleagues, their relatives and friends, and seeing people healed outside of the church meeting. Isn't that fabulous? And I want you to know, I just want you to nail this thing this morning, that you are called to heal the sick. Look at this, what it says. Jesus said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And these signs will accompany those who believe. They will place hands on people who are ill and they will get better. Next slide, please. So, just leave it there. Healing is a sign that the message of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus has happened. Healing is a sign that God's new rule, presence, liberty, power, forgiveness, kingdom is available to everybody. When, when Jesus lived 2,000 years ago and he sent his followers, not just the 12 disciples, by the way, but 
Christian followers throughout the known world, into the world, there was a whole gamut of philosophical, religious beliefs and views. So somebody coming along saying, hey, I've got great news for you. This carpenter that you've never heard of, because you don't have the internet, nobody's written a book about him, we don't have Twitter, and we don't have Facebook. This carpenter in a little town called Nazareth, and uh, Jerusalem was crucified, and he rose again from the dead because he is the son of the living God, and he died so you can have forgiveness and a relationship with God and have your life transformed, and that you could know God and go to heaven and have God in your life, and it will be absolutely amazing, and all the goodness of God can stream into your life because of this man, Jesus. Can you imagine how absurd that sounded to a Greek philosopher, a, a, the, persons of other religions and other cultures, and why on earth should I believe you? Why should I believe you for a moment? And they would laugh with ridicule and nonsense until one of the Christian followers like you said, if you don't believe it, to quote, who am I quoting? Bruno Mars. If you don't believe me, just watch. (laughs) (laughs) and they would heal the sick. And as people were healed physically, it was a demonstration that the message that they were talking about was true. And let me tell you one thing. The reason why Christianity spread throughout the known world, and it it is the largest religion in the world today, the reason why it spread throughout the known world is simply because of this. It had the power to transform lives. It wasn't just a philosophy. It wasn't just a word. It wasn't just a theory. But it was power that transformed lives. For some it was healing. Some it was freedom from addictions. Some it was a a revolution of um, a relationship with God where I believed that there could be a God, but I never knew I could have a relationship with him and him involved in my life that was transformatory, that changed everything. Relationships, emotional, mental well-being, physical well-being, security, confidence, assurance, taking away the fear of death, living with peace, living with joy, power and grace and help in the most challenging of circumstances. I didn't know I could have that. And it was this presence and power that actually caused people to be convinced that Jesus was who he claimed to be, sent from God, the Son of God, died on the cross for our wrongdoings, risen so that we could be forgiven and be connected with a Father who loves us a lot. And who was it that demonstrated this power, not just the apostles, but regular Christians. And I want to say this one thing to you this morning. You can heal the sick. And I'm going to teach you how to do it, and then we're going to put it into practice. And many of you will be amazed to think, God used me? So here we go. If you find somebody who is sick, in pain, The first key to healing the sick is to offer prayer. Because if you don't offer prayer, people don't get healed. 
One of the reasons why more people are getting healed these days is because more people are offering to pray for people. I was in a shop a little while ago. Sarah was trying on some clothes. If you've heard the story, forgive me. I heard from one of the shop assistants that their their knee was absolutely killing them because they had damaged it in the gym some time ago and they couldn't go up and down the stairs carrying the boxes and filling the shelves and talking to the colleague. And I thought, well, I've heard this now, so what am I going to do about it? Because I was sitting in the chair waiting for Sarah to come out of the changing room after trying on these clothes. And it was some time. (laughs) And I thought to myself, now I've heard, what am I going to do? I'm going to offer prayer because I know God wants to heal her. And so I said, excuse me, I know this might sound strange, and I didn't mean to be overhearing a conversation, but I couldn't help it. Uh, I heard heard that you've damaged your knee. And she says, yes, I did it in the gym, and et cetera, et cetera. I said, well, what's your name? Caroline. I said, well, Caroline, this does sound unusual, but in my church we pray for people, uh, conditions like that. Can I pray for you? And she said, yes, please. And I said, Caroline, what's your name? Uh, So Caroline, pray this prayer. Yeah. (laughs) That would be stupid. I said, Caroline, pray this prayer. And she said, and I said, pray this, Lord Jesus, heal me now. And in the shop, she went, Lord Jesus, heal me now. And I said, Father, would you please heal Caroline? I command that knee to be healed in Jesus' name. Caroline, move your knee and see if it's any better. And she went like that. And she went, you can come again. (laughs) And she was healed. Simple as that. That's how easy it is. That's what Jesus did. He said to the blind man, blind man, receive your sight. And he says, can you see anything? And he said, oh, I can see people. And they're walking around like trees. Oh, well, that's progress. It might not be 100%. It's progress. So he, he prayed for him again. He says, now can you see anything? And he said, yes, I can see clearly. So sometimes, so the key to healing is to offer prayer. If you don't offer it, it doesn't happen. So I want to encourage you that when you see people who are sick and in pain, just do the kind thing. Do the thing that nobody else can do for them. Not give them a paracetamol or an ibuprofen, but give them something that nobody else can give apart from a Christian. That's prayer in the name of Jesus, the healer. And if you want to know about the will of God, oh, is it God's will to heal somebody? Jesus says, he who's seen the Father has seen me. All that the Father does, he does through me. That's what he says. So every time, so if we want to know the will of God, the will of God is to look at Jesus. That's why the gospel writers wrote us four gospels and actually outlined Jesus' life in great detail, what he said and what he did. So if you want to know what God thinks and what God knows and what God feels about things, listen to the words of Jesus because he says, he who has seen the Father He has seen me, has seen the Father. I only do what the Father does. I only say what the Father, God the Father, gives me to say. If you want to know the will of God and the ways of God, Jesus is there to show us what the Father is like. No man has seen God, it says, but we have beheld his glory in the face of Christ. When you see Jesus, you get a glimpse of what he's he's like. That's why he was sent. Now, every time somebody asks Jesus to heal them, What did he do? Go through the Bible. Check it out. Get your pen out. Underline it. Read it. Every time Jesus was asked for healing, what did he do? He healed them. Everyone. When seven lepers, actually ten lepers came up and said, Jesus, ten of them, if you're willing, you can heal us. Are you willing? He didn't go, hmm, 
Well, let's see. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. He didn't do that. He didn't say, oh, actually, I'll heal you, 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 but not you, 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 and you. He said, I am willing. And he healed them all. All of them. Every single, and only one of them, I think, came back to say thank you. So he even healed the ones that were, didn't really have like, much of a grateful attitude. <laughs> but he, 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 was, he was unconditional in his healing. Every single person, every single person got healed by Jesus. So that gives us a clue into the will of God regarding healing. But basically, it is God's general will for people to be healed. Now, just be, now let's be honest, not everybody does get healed. Not everybody gets healed. But it's not because God doesn't want to. But it doesn't mean that everybody will. And there are sometimes things that we need to grow in to see more and more healing take place. I remember when Jesus was actually stood before the crowd of his home crowd in Nazareth. He said, I'm the son of God. The anointing of the spirit is upon me to bring healing and wholeness and freedom and then because of their, not individual, but their corporate unbelief about who Jesus was and his claims, his corporate unbelief, the whole group didn't believe him. He says he, he, could do, he, he could do no great miracle there because of their unbelief, except heal a few minor sicknesses. Now, it wasn't individual unbelief. It wasn't like he couldn't heal because of my unbelief or your unbelief or your Doris, Day, June, John. You, you're not getting healed because you haven't got enough faith. No, he says he couldn't heal because of their unbelief. In other words, there can be a corporate, there can be a corporate unbelief that actually hinders God from actually releasing healing right across the board in that town, in that city, in that church, in that community because of a corporate unbelief, not a not a individual unbelief. This is why when when we would travel to, I mean, I remember going to Africa and people were getting healed left, right, and centre. I mean, I remember praying for a lady who had a tumour the size of an egg here between her breastbone. It was that big; you could feel it. I mean, I I did because I got one of our nurses. We went for medical team, and she put her hand there, and I put my hand over it, and she could feel it the size of an egg. And we began to pray. And as we began to pray, that thing began to reduce and reduce and reduce. And within about 30 seconds, completely gone. Completely gone. And I've got friends, and you know them, like Bruce of Collins, the miracles that they've seen and the healings and blind people and deaf people and crippled people walking. And it's like, it's like picking apples off a tree. Why? Because corporately, within the African culture, they're far more open to the supernatural, the miraculous, the unexplained. They're not so like, it can't be done because we can't explain. They're not all up in their heads like the West. (laughs) It's great to be educated. It's great to have an informed mind, but we don't want to let it sabotage our ability to believe that there's a God in heaven who loves us and can touch our lives. And so Jesus... Jesus, he says, he says he is not say he was unwilling to heal every to, to heal people. He says he couldn't. Can you think about this? He could not. Oh my goodness! The Son of God, the man who is God, the man sent from heaven, God clothed himself in humanity. Says he could not heal. He wanted to, but he couldn't. Now that's an interesting thought, isn't it? He wanted to, but he couldn't. Not because of 
your personal unbelief, but because of a culture that we have as a community. Do you know God wants to do far more things amongst us than, than, than he, he can do? He wants to do it, but he can't do it because we have certain positions that don't allow him to have full access. We want him to, but we don't even realize the positions that we held which restrict him. Am I communicating? The other thing about healing is this. Jesus never, ever, ever, ever once, as you go through the Bible, rebuked anybody who needed healing for their lack of faith. Never, never, never go up to an individual and say, God hasn't healed you because of your personal lack of faith. But he did challenge the disciples and those he was training to give healing and pray for healing about their faith all the time. So he came down from the mountain and there was a young man who actually needed deliverance and he had, um, what was it, what did he have? Uh, He was suffering from epilepsy. And they said, why couldn't we help this young man when we prayed for him? And Jesus says to the disciples, not because of his unbelief. No, he said to the disciples, because of your unbelief. So Jesus will challenge me. As somebody who's been called, like you've been called, to pray for the sick, he will challenge me down to my boots to actually believe it and grow my faith and be equipped. And he spent three years equipping his disciples. And you go through the Bible, you find three years equipping the disciples and challenging them about their personal faith on what God could do through them and in them. Whether it's healing 5,000 or calming the storm or healing the sick. But he never, ever, ever, ever once, and never do this, never do this, he never once rebuked or challenged or said to anybody as an individual, you are not healed because of your lack of faith. Now, when we pray for people who are outside of church and don't even believe in Jesus, I'm astonished how many of them get healed. And they don't even believe in Jesus. It's got nothing to do with their faith. But I have a responsibility to grow my faith. And one way I grow my faith is to say, is this the will of God? Is this the general will of God to heal people? Well, what did Jesus say and do? He healed them all. And not the righteous people and the good people, everybody. (laughs) Because he wanted to be a sign. This is, I love you. I'm here for you. I think you're brilliant. I've got a great plan for you. I died. I'm alive for you. And I really want you to come and... Follow me and engage in the fantastic blessings and purposes of God that I have you. And you know all the pain and the mess-ups and the stuff and the difficulties in life. I just want to come and step into all that and make it better for you. Not perfect, because we're on a journey. It's only be perfect when we get to heaven, but make it make life better. So offer prayer with confidence. Next slide, please. Ask permission if you could place a hand on the afflicted area. I often, if it's a shoulder or something like that. So just ask permission because there's something about the power of the laying on of hands. Because as believers, we have the Holy Spirit in us and we have the Holy Spirit upon us. It's one of the privileges of being a Christian that actually God comes and lives in our hearts. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. That's one of the fundamental prayers of becoming a Christian. Come into my heart and he comes and lives in us. And his presence is with us, and he's with you all the time. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. So when you put a hand upon somebody, you're connecting them to the presence of God that is upon your life and in your life. Woohoo! That's exciting, isn't it? 
And he said, and he said for go into and they, those who believe will lay hands upon the sick. And you're connecting them to the presence of God in your life. Do you remember there was a lady who was, had bleeding for 12 years and all the doctors couldn't fix it. And she just said, oh, if I just come and touch the hem of his garment. You know, just touch the hem of his garment. He just touched his garment. And immediately she was healed. And Jesus didn't even know anything about it. You know, he got, she, she got healed and Jesus hadn't even decided to do it. But what, he, what she did, she, he, she touched the presence of God, the Holy Spirit upon him that was resting upon him. Because remember, the Holy Spirit came upon him at his baptism. She touched and connected with the presence of the Holy Spirit upon him who knows everything and did decide to heal her. And he turned around and said, who healed me? Because I felt power leaving me. So when you lay hands upon them, can I put a hand on your shoulder? You're connecting them with the power of God upon you. Now, you might not even be aware of it. Jesus wasn't aware of it. But he's upon you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I live inside you. My spirit rests upon you. And you're connecting them to the presence of God. You can do that. Have you noticed something about healing stuff? It's got nothing to do with you and me. It's him. So everybody can get to play. Next slide. Invite the person to pray for themselves first. So I simply say this. Would you pray this prayer, Lord Jesus, heal me now? Why do I encourage people to do that? Because I see in the Bible, people asked Jesus to heal them. Oh, Jesus, have mercy upon me. It's a blind man, Bartimaeus, blind from birth. He said, bring him to me. Bring Jesus along. And Jesus, right, He's blind, okay? He needs help with people helping him get from A to B to stand before Jesus. He's blind. And what does Jesus say? He says, what would you like me to do for you? As if he doesn't know. What would he like me to do for you? But he, was a, he wanted to elicit a relational response to Jesus. He wanted the heart to be open. He wanted that person to express a simple prayer for themselves regarding what Jesus what, what, what their deepest need was and what they believed God can, would do for them. He said, Lord Jesus. I didn't say Lord Jesus. He just said this. I want to be able to see. And he said, Bartimaeus, because you believed you, I can do this for you, receive your sight. And his eyes were open. But you see, he said, what do you want me to do? And he elicited a prayer. And I want you to encourage, just encourage somebody to just say, Lord Jesus. Open my, um, heal me now. And I often say, well, it doesn't matter if you, you don't have to believe. If you might not be a Christian to do it. But it, hey, it's a mustard seed of faith. Just a touch. And it opens hearts. Okay, next slide, please. Keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open when you pray for people. We are oh, far too religious for our own good as Christians, you know. Where did we get this idea that when we pray, we have to close our eyes? I mean, I admit it can help us concentrate a little bit. I do agree with that. But there's nowhere in the Bible that it says we have to close our eyes to pray or even fold our hands. Because prayer should be a, a, a natural part of our lifestyle. I pray all the time. I would be in bed. We're praying about coming up here and asking God to bless you and heal people and guide us today in the car. Good job I didn't close my eyes. I'd be more than 20 minutes late. But I kept my eyes open so I could see where I was going. Keep your eyes open so you can discern and recognize and engage with the person because this is a relational thing. This is about relationship. And when the apostles went up to James and, James and John went to pray one day at the temple, and they saw a 
beggar who had been crippled from birth. Again, 40 years, actually, crippled. And they said, hey, and he begged. He says, can I have some money? And he said, silver and gold we don't have. We haven't got any money to give you, buddy. But look at, and the apostle said this, look at me. Look at us. Look me in the eye. Look me in the eye. Look at me. I don't have silver and gold. But what I have, I'm going to give you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, get up and walk. And it was as they looked them eye to eye, and I think there's something about the conviction of faith and belief as you look in somebody's eye. I like to look people in the eye and say, receive your healing. Because they look and look me in the eye, and they, they know I believe that they're going to be healed. They can see it. And, and it, you know, something, hey, isn't it, wouldn't, would you buy something from a, sh- a I'm not, healing isn't like salesman. Please, please don't misunderstand, but it's, a, it's an illustration. It might be poorly poorly chosen, so forgive me if this is more. But would you buy something or receive something from somebody who couldn't look you in the eye? Because it gives you confidence and trust, doesn't it? Puts you at rest. And I want to encourage you to keep your eyes open so you can discern what God is doing and you continue to engage in a loving relationship way with the people you're seeking to love through offering them prayer. Now, the reason you c- I am going through this quite quickly, by the way, because I want to get into healing. So say, Lord Jesus, please keep, out. keep your eyes open. Jesus didn't go around. Young man, take your mat and walk. <laughs> he, didn't have a, he didn't have a band either. <laughs> he, didn't, he, he, just, he just saw people that he encountered and said, what? In the name of Jesus. Well, he didn't actually say in the name of Jesus. He just commanded them to be healed. So we, don't, we do the same thing, but we use Jesus' authority. He exercised his own authority in his own right, but he says, all authority is given to me. Now I'm giving it to you. In my name, do the same thing. So we heal in the authority of Jesus' name, and that releases the power of the Holy Spirit to actually do the healing. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Next slide, please. Use the authority. No, go back. Use the authority Jesus given you. When he had called the twelve, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and cure diseases. Next slide. All authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples. He's been given authority, and now he gives it to you. So we don't, this is the thing. If you really want to see people get healed, I would encourage you not to pray like this. I mean, God is very gracious, and he can heal, and often does heal through this. But if you want to see a lot of people healed, don't do this. Dear Father, if it's your will, will you please heal John? Amen. Why don't why just say don't do that? Because Jesus has not told us to pray to the Father to be healed. He says, go into all the world and heal with the authority I have given you. We are the extension of Christ. The Bible teaches that the church is the body of Christ, so we are the extension of Christ, and therefore we do what Jesus did. He says, as the Father sends me, I send you. So we've copied Jesus' model, and the disciples copied Jesus' model. So when he says, 40-year-old beggar who hasn't walked for 40 years, what I give to you, I don't have several goals, but what I have, I give to you. What do I have? I have power and authority in the name of Jesus. And they didn't go, right, hang on a minute, let me just pray. Father, will you please heal this man in the name of Jesus? Oh, no, he says, what I give to you, get up and receive your healing. And he, they exercised authority. So basically, you say, if somebody said, oh, I've got a bad neck, 
He said, in the name of Jesus, I command that neck to be healed. Now, you might think, oh, who am I to do that? Can I be honest? You're nobody. We're human beings. We're nobody. Nobody. We're nobody. <laughs> but, but Jesus, the Son of God, has given us his name and permission to exercise authority in his name. See, I have members of staff like you do in our church. And if I delegate authority to them to get onto it, when they make a decision, I don't expect them to come back to me to keep making the decision and do the work that I've given them authority to do. Don't keep coming back to me. Get on with it. All authority has been given to me. Therefore, go into all the world, and those who believe will lay hands on them, and they will heal the sick. And the exercise authority in the Holy Spirit does the work. Am I communicating? So some confidence here. Let's move on. Speak to the condition, commanding it to go in Jesus' name. That's simple. It's just speak to the condition, command it to go in Jesus' name. He did it all the time. Storm, be still. Blind eyes, be open. Lazarus, come out. And he came out from the dead. Young man, rise up. Speak to the condition. Right, next. Go on. Have I got another slide? Ask the person, do they see if there's any improvement? So what did Jesus do to the blind man? Can you see anything? And he went, "Uh, well, (laughs) everybody, one minute I couldn't, and it's a bit better. They're walking around like trees right now. He said, ooh. That's an improvement. We'll pray again. He prayed again. And he asked me again, now can you see something? <gasps> oh, yeah, I can see something. So sometimes healings are immediate, and sometimes healings are gradual. Sometimes we pray for people, and there's been nothing in the room. And on the way home, they got home, and all their mobility's back. I remember one man, he had a crushed against the wall in the factory by a forklift truck. His spine and vertebrae were absolutely smashed to smithereens. Multiple operations. He'd been in pain for years and years and years. He had massive compensation because of it. And took really, really early retirement. And by the time he came to us in our church, uh, he couldn't bend. He couldn't move very much at all. It would take 20 minutes to get out of bed. He couldn't turn over at night. And somebody prayed for him in the car park that he would be healed. In the car park. That night, he went to bed in pain. In the middle of the night... He turned over, and he realized he could without pain. He was healed at some point in the night, and he turned over, and he was absolutely complete, no pain at all. And and he became a Christian, and in his baptism, he was 50 at this point, um, he put a load of chairs out, and he ran over and jumped over all the chairs. He did press-ups, the whole, whole gambit. But he was healed that night after being prayed for that morning. So sometimes it's immediate. Sometimes you have to pray once or twice or three times. I mean, let's face it, we're not Jesus, right? <laughs> you know, so we might have to pray a little bit longer. But, but I don't give up anymore. I don't give up. I don't give up on anybody anymore until I see them healed. And, if they, and I will not give up on praying for people until they go to heaven. Because I know that God can heal and wants to heal them. And just because they might not have been healed in the moment or it might be taking a while doesn't mean that God doesn't want to heal them and he can't. There might be things that we're, you know, working through. Let me give you a little illustration. As a little boy, I used to sit on the train, uh, a teenager really, because uh, I used to have to catch the train to school. 
And there was a Cadbury slot machine. Some of you remember this. And I used to put my 10p in, and, and a, a Cadbury's bar would come out as I was waiting for the train. Do you remember that? The on, on train stations? Sometimes I put my 10p in, and I pull it, and the, the bar wouldn't come out. I paid for it. It's there. But it wouldn't come out. I never for one moment thought that somehow the management in Cadbury's, Bourneville, Birmingham didn't want me to have that Cadbury's bar. Just because it didn't work in that moment, I might have to bang it, I might have to kick it, I might have to go to the garden. You know, he'd open the key and get, give me one. But somehow it just wasn't coming through. And I didn't know why. It just, for some reason, just wasn't happening. But I knew the Cadbury's boss wanted me to have my chocolate. When people aren't healed, I don't think for one moment, in the light of the revelation of Jesus and what he did on the cross, that, that he doesn't want us to be healed. But it doesn't mean we always get it. Am I communicating? So for that reason, pray again, because Jesus did. Next slide. Pray again if needed. Next slide. Repeat the process until healing happens whether that's in the meeting, like we're going to do this morning, or we come back the next meeting, or the next time. There are people in our church that I've been praying for for years and years and years. Look, my wife had a, neuro- I'm going to finish this, had a neurological disability. It was a sporting accident. It was so bad that something happened in her neck. She had the mobility of an 80-year-old woman. That's what the consultant said. It was inoperable, because it, if it went wrong, it would cause more damage. She would lose all strength down one side, everything would go. She'd be having a cup of tea and suddenly it would go all over her. You'd know Sarah. You would never know this now, would you? Those who know Sarah. She was in pain every day. Agony every day. I'm not just saying agony every day. She said, I feel like there's a big man sitting on my head every day. And she said this. It wasn't a, a comment of depression or a suicidal comment, so don't misread it. But she said this, Julian, I can't imagine living the rest of my life in this level of pain. The, the kids wouldn't be able to give her a hug because if they hugged her too tightly, it'd send her into spasms and she'd be in bed in agony for days. I'd have to change from a manual car to an automatic car because if just slight gear change, it was, it was terrible. Do you know what? This went on for eight years. I prayed for her every day for eight years. We had ministries and leaders in our church praying for her eight day, eight years, eight years, eight years, eight years, eight years. Then one day a friend of mine came and taught on healing just like I'm doing now. And he says, is there somebody here with problems in the back of their neck? And Sarah didn't stand up. And i tell you why she didn't stand up. Because she said, if I stand up, I won't get healed. And it will ruin the meeting. And everybody will think, oh, therefore it doesn't happen. And it was right at the early start of the meeting. So she didn't stand up. But Matthew, my son, says, mum, that's you. <laughs> stand up. And you know, when you're, at, that point, at that time, he's a little teen- teenager. You know? And when you're... Your kid says it. You do it, don't you? So she stood up for Matthew. And Sam prayed for Sarah. And she said, can you feel any improvement? She said, no. He prayed again, any improvement? No. He prayed again, any improvement? No. Prayed again, any improvement? No. After about the fourth or fifth time, it's me now saying, now I said this to myself, Sam, get her to sit down. You're ruining the meeting. (laughs) I mean, this is my wife, you know, that's how, that's, a, that's how much belief I had. But he knew that just because something didn't hear once or twice or three times, it wasn't an indication that God didn't want to heal her because he knew what the Bible taught, he knew what Jesus modeled, and he had experience in this. And so he prayed again, prayed, 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 prayed. 
I know, it, was, it could have been the 10th or 11th go. I mean, this was like seriously going on a long time. And then she says, can you feel anything now? She says, oh, I can feel a slight improvement. He prayed again. After that slight improvement, it went up a significant level. After about three prayers, she was totally healed. She burst into tears. I got my wife back. No, seriously, I got my wife back. Now, anybody who knows Sarah... You would never know that she had eight years of such disability and racking pain. But that man taught me a lesson. And Jesus said it when he taught on prayer. He said this parable about the persistent wisdom. The disciples would pray and not give up. So repeat the process until it happens. And if you do these things, you will see over the course of time an increase of healings in your church, because not only will your personal faith grow as a minister of healing, but the culture of your church will change, and people will come in, and they'll get healed in the worship. We see people healed every Sunday, nearly nearly every Sunday in our church now, because we do this regularly. So, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to put it into practice. How long have we got to practice this? 15 minutes. Perfect. Perfect. Let's, um, let's keep our eyes open, shall we? <laughs> Father, I thank you that your Holy Spirit is here. We don't need the band at the moment. That's okay. Is that all right? Thank you very much. I just want to demonstrate that um, we don't need any special mood music. We don't need to have, have three hours of fasting and praying when you're on the street, when you're on the bus. You might have even got up late, rammed your porridge down, you're rushing like a crazy person, a little bit irritated because you're late, and God still heals when you pray for them. It has very little to do with us. It's all to do with the presence of God and the name of Jesus. So, Father, I pray that you will just release your presence now in power for healing. I know you're here, but I pray for a manifestation of healing in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you will release the power That is in the name of Jesus for healing the sick. Physical conditions, pain in the moment, and long-term conditions that will be checked out and uh, when they go and visit the doctor on their next visit. So come now, Holy Spirit, and do what only you can do through our healing in the authority of Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's start with this. Something very simple. If If you are sitting... You come to this meeting, and you have a condition of pain in your body. Because that's what we're going to start with, pain. If you have a condition of pain in your body, anywhere in your body, like your neck and your shoulder, ankles, uh, your hand, left hand, um, if you've got bladder pain, I think there might be somebody who's got bladder pain here, around about here on the right-hand side. Um, but any, any form of pain... And you think, well, when I move it, it hurts. Whether it's been a week or three years or, lo- or 30 years, doesn't matter. It hurts. Whether you've been prayed for a million times, doesn't matter. It hurts. In the back, here, lower back, it hurts when you move. And you would like to be prayed for, I'd like you to stand now. Good. Thank you very much for that. Now, I'd like, this is what I, people who are in the front and the sides, so you, you, for example, if you could turn around and the guys at the back just turn and, okay, so stand up. 
Now, what I want you to do, if you follow me, and we're going to pray for other conditions as well, don't worry. I'm going to talk you this through, and you're going to do the healing. Um, what I want you to do in just a few moments, don't give your life history. You can just say, actually, I've got earache, or my knees really hurt, my ankles. You don't have to give the medical history. Just take one or two seconds to explain what the problem is. And then I'm going to ask you to say, well, can I put a hand on your shoulder? And then I'm going to invite you to pray a prayer. And then I'm going to invite you to pray, Father, would you heal this person in the name of Jesus? I command the earache or the back pain to go now in Jesus. Then I'm going to ask you to move it gently and test it. And I'm going to ask you to see if there's any improvement. So let's do the first thing. Take a few moments just to share your condition. Thank you. Thank you. Good. All right. Great. Done. Now, ask them if they can put your hand on a shoulder or an elbow or something that's comfortable. Or on the back. Yeah, you can put us. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. Wonderful. Now, the next thing is to do this. Just pray this simple prayer, those who would like to receive healing. Lord Jesus... Please, just, just, just imagine you're talking to Jesus, because you are, because he's here. He's in the room, and say, Lord Jesus, heal me now. Wonderful. Now, those who are going to pray, say, keep your eyes open. Father, would you please heal this and name the condition. Go on, do that. Father, would you please name the condition. And now do this. In the, pray this prayer. In the name of Jesus, I command. Keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. In the name of Jesus, I command that back pain to go. Shoulder pain go. Command it. Go now in Jesus' name. Every pain in this room, get out in Jesus' name. Leave the shoulders and leave the back. Knee pain be gone. In the authority of Christ. Arthritis go in Jesus' name. Come pray like that. Muscular pain go in Jesus' name. Say it like you mean it. Like you want to shoo a dog off your lawn. You know, get out. Go, leave, in Jesus' name. Go. Keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. Pray for them in Jesus' name. In the authority of Jesus, I command back pain, muscular pain, rheumatoid itis to go in Jesus' authority. All pain leave now, and ankle pain in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, stop praying. Now, what I'd like you to do is gently, because I said, oh, move it. They go like this and make it worse. Because this can be an immediate thing or a progressive thing. Gently move it and see if there's any improvement at all. Now, if there's improvement, a noticeable improvement, just give us a wave. If there's any noticeable improvement. Okay. Just put your hand. If you can notice an improvement. Madam, what can you feel? Hmm? Is it gone completely? If naught if is no healing and 10 is 100% healed, where would you put it? Four. Good. That's a good start, isn't it? Anybody else? What's happened to you? Hmm? If naught is no improvement and ten is 100%, where would you put it? Five. Great. We're halfway there. It's probably like the first time Jesus said, what can you see? Trees. <laughs> you know, I'd put that at five. Anybody else? And what about you? Great. Now, here's a key for healing. 
Okay, go. Let me, I'm going to tell you, this is the key for healing. One, praying again if there's no improvement. And two, if there is improvement, thanking God for the measure you've received. And because if you acknowledge God in the little things, he gives you more. So, uh, those who are being prayed for, just pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, please heal me now. And if there's any improvement, you say, thank you for the improvement I've received. Please complete it. And pray again. Ask the Father to heal that condition. And go again in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I command back pain to go, shoulder pain to go, pains in the mouth to go, ulcers, be healed in Jesus' name quickly, and that knee be gone and healed. All the pain and the ligaments and the cartilage be healed in Jesus' name. Shoulder pain be healed. Internal organs, I command you to be healed in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Now. Okay, have another go, move it, see if there's any improvement. Okay, how is it now? Any improvement? If you've had some improvement, yeah, is, how are you doing? Is it completely healed? It's getting better? Good. Okay, let me have your attention then. Thanks very much, that's wonderful. If you've, had, if you've had improvement again, just put your hand up. So you, where's your back? How's your back? Is it the same? Okay, what about you at the back? Yeah. What's happened to you? Good. And if you, what, what's the problem? Okay, if you, what, if you, do you mind walking down here just a sec? And the lady over there with the, which was at four, is it here at the back? Is it still there? Would you like to join me for a second? I'm just going to demonstrate something. Great, what's your name? Hannah. And are you all right with this, scale? I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable anyway. So you've got shoulder pain, is it? All right, Okay. Hannah, in the authority of Jesus Christ, I command your shoulder and back to be healed now. All the pain to go, the muscular pain in Jesus' name. Go in Jesus' name now. Holy Spirit, take it away. Amen. Okay, Hannah, reach up to the ceiling and stretch up the hand, okay? And bring it down. See if there's any improvement now. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. And your back? Okay. Can I have your hand a minute? What's your name? Gail. Gail. In the name of Jesus, Gail, I command the right side of your back to be healed and the muscle to be healed in Jesus' name. That muscular pain, be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Just gently twist it. Yeah. Any improvement? Oh, that's not great, is it? Yeah, that's why I said gently. Ben, could you just put your hand on the back there? Okay. In the name of Jesus, I command this back pain to go in Jesus' name. In the authority of Christ, be loosed from every nerve pain now in Jesus' name. Receive it now. Amen.
Okay, try it once more. Gently, gently. It's still there, is it? Okay. Ben, would you just take her over there and pray? And would you guys join her and pray for her? How are you doing? Okay. Is it any... It's, that's completely gone, is it? Good. Let me just pray for the... In Jesus' name, I release healing now in your back, in your shoulder now. In Jesus' name, be healed. Amen. Okay. Try it now. It's gone completely? Great. So, that's just, that's just the importance of persistence. Now, what I'd like us to do... Are we finished now? Okay, what, can, I, can I just do something? Can I invite people who would like any form of prayer, not just pain, to come up the front and then invite others who, to help them join in this model? Can I do that? Do you want to close the meeting? Okay, so if you, if you need any form of healing, come up the front. Come, come on down. All right, come on down. And if you have been healed, would you fill out one of those forms? doesn't matter if it's pain, if you need the doctors to verify it. I want to pray for couples, anybody who has fertility problems and you'd like a child but it hasn't happened for you yet and there's some issues there, please feel feel free to come down. I would also like to ask some members of the congregation now who have gone through this teaching to come and put it into practice and help me here. Yeah, come, come and join me. Put your hands on them. Please join in. Thank you. Let's put it into practice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Ben, can you go at the back with the forms, please? And you're dismissed. Is that right? Okay. And please take a form from Ben. He'll be at the back and fill it out. That would be so helpful. Okay. Can, I need more people to come and help these guys pray. Come on. Come pray for your friends here. Come on. Please join me. That's right. I need your help. It's not about me doing it. It's about equipping you to do it. Thank you. Please come on. Come on. You'll be surprised what God can do through you. You'll be really surprised. You'll be encouraged. Come on. Yeah? Come on down. That's it. Okay. Come on down. That's it. Brilliant. Come on. Has everybody got somebody to pray for? Put your, join somebody. Okay. Has everybody got a friend to pray for them? Yeah? We need a few more here. Yeah, please, please, guys, come on. Come on, we need your help. Great, thank you so much. I really, and even if you haven't been healed yourself, I'm, I pray for people and I need healing of stuff, you know, and I haven't been healed yet and they get healed. So come on, come and, come and find somebody at the front. Yeah. Yeah, over here there's some people. That's right. There you go. Over there. Thank you so much. Who's, who needs, who's been... Do you guys, you're going to be prayed for, yeah? Can, you, can I have a group of people to help these men over here? Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Good, good, good. Have we got everybody? Good. Thank you. Brilliant. Okay. Share your condition briefly. Ask the Father to heal it. Say, Jesus, heal me now. And pray a number of times. And I will pray for you. Father, release healing now in the room. In Jesus' name, and let us hear of great stories. Amen. 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 Let's continue praying for these brothers and sisters in the frontier. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes.
just for a few more moments, stepping out in faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Creating a culture where we go for it even more than before. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless you, Jesus. Don't forget to command the condition to go. Speak to it. Keep your eyes open. If it's, if it's blood disease, I command that blood disease to go. If it's arthritis, arthritis go. Speak to it. Speak to it. Exercise authority in Jesus' name. In the authority of Christ, I command that foot to be healed in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. All pain in the foot, go. In Christ's name, be gone in Jesus' name. Shoulder pain, go. All shoulder pain, go. What do you need healing for? Okay. Blood I break multiple sclerosis power over you. I break it. I snap it off you in Jesus' name. And I rebuke it. And I command it to leave. In Jesus' name. I now I speak to your brain, your nervous system. Be healed in Jesus' name. No more. Stop. 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 You go in Jesus' name. And I bless you with health healing, full mobility, I command your nervous system and the messages of your brain to your body to be blessed without hindrance. Amen. Let's arise this morning. Let's arise this morning. We're going to...